Hey, what's up, guys? This is Andy. Welcome back to another episode of the Sprinkler Nerd Show. This is episode 34, and I'm recording this episode from my truck. This We could maybe call this episode one of Truck Talk. And I uh, just left my house. I finished uh, shoveling the whole driveway. We got a couple inches of snow last night here in Traverse City. And if you can't tell, I'm a little bit out of breath. My driveway, although it's short, it's probably 70 feet long, maybe 80 feet long. It's straight up. It's like a driveway you might find in Park City. It's got to be 10 or 15% grade. So like I've got one of those um, four foot wide sort of push blade shovels and I can go straight down the hill and use my, my weight and momentum and do it pretty quickly, but it is a ton of work. And then of course, all the snow that gathers at the bottom, I gotta get the snow blower out because that's too heavy, blow it out of the way, get around the mailbox. And uh, anyway, that's how I started my morning. Uh, thanks for joining me again. This is an experimental episode. I've got about 15 minutes in the car every day on my way to work. I live at the base of what's called Old Mission Peninsula in Traverse City, Michigan. And my office and warehouse is about 15 minutes south of town. And uh, so I drive back and forth every day and I figured, well, I've got some windshield time. Why not just record a podcast? I don't really have any particular agenda. I may just share what's been going on the last couple of weeks and a little bit about the next episode that I'm going to record, I think, tomorrow on December 31st, New Year's Eve, because we're going to look at uh, predictions for 2021. Paul Bassett, my good friend and industry mentor, is going to join me tomorrow. We're going to talk about our predictions for 2021. And then my hope is that at the end of 2021, Paul and I can get back on the show and we can break them down. We can see if any of our predictions came true and uh, what our predictions will be for 2021. So stay tuned for that. And you know what? I'm going to record that tomorrow and I'm going to try to produce it tomorrow. So chances are you may be listening to both these episodes back to back. Um, let's see. It's been a few weeks since I recorded an episode and uh, my goal for 2020 was to get to episode 50. And as you're listening to this, this one's episode 34. So I didn't quite get there. And so today's episode is also a little bit of practice because I really felt like I had to have a lot of guests and really produce something super maybe high content, high value. And really what I need to do is just come on here more often and share little tidbits, little bits and pieces of what's been going on so that I can uh, connect with you guys more frequently and a little bit more on an informal basis. Some of the other podcasters that I um, connect with have given me some advice about just sharing a little bit more about who I am, what I do, what I like, what's been going on, and not totally focus on everything uh, business and sprinkler and such. So that's what today's episode is all about. And uh, I think uh, let's not wait any longer. Let's cue the cheesy intro music right now. If you are an irrigation professional, old or new, who designs, installs, or maintains high-end residential, commercial, or municipal properties, and you want to use technology to improve your business to get a leg up on your competition, even if you're an old-school irrigator from the days of hydraulic systems, this show is for you. And I'm back. 
So let's just, uh, I'm just gonna share what's been going on the last couple weeks. Last week in particular was a really awesome week. I, on Monday before Christmas, flew down to Kansas City to open up what we're calling our uh, Midwest or Central Region Distribution Hub for sprinklersupplystore.com. As it stands right now, we've got uh, three, three fulfillment warehouses on the East Coast and one fulfillment warehouse in California. And part of our part of my 2020 plan is to move to three uh, distribution hubs. So we will have one on the East Coast, then we'll have one in Kansas City, and then the other one is uh, just outside Los Angeles. And that way, if you live on the West Coast, we'll ship your product out of the West Coast hub. And of course, if you're on the East Coast, same thing will happen, and as well as in the Midwest. So last Monday, I went down to Kansas City and spent the day with the warehouse. And of course, this is a traditional irrigation distributor that has walk-in traffic, does deliveries. If you are in the irrigation business, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's an irrigation distribution location. And I went there to train the personnel to help them uh, set up their shipping station, kind of go through the standard operating procedures as well as to start building the relationship and connections. And really at the end of the day, that that's what it's all about. And I'm happy to report that this branch is a, a nice size location. The people are professional. And uh, here we are about 10 days later and they've been doing a fantastic job shipping out orders uh, same day. So excited about that. And let's see, as I just mentioned, tomorrow morning, going to record an episode with my good friend, Paul Bassett. And collectively, we'd like to record more episodes next year. So you may hear Paul with me on the show as often as once a month. Uh, Paul's involved with some really awesome, large scale uh, water conservation and performance based contracting type projects that are um, a little bit uh, new and different to, to the industry. And I think there's a lot that y'all can learn from some of the things that Paul is working on, as well as a lot of times new technologies, as well as standards and general practices tr can trickle down from government type projects. So there may be some good takeaways there. Uh, and then on a personal note, those of you that know me probably know that I'm a pretty avid cyclist. And then in the fall, uh, avid mountain biker here in Michigan. And then essentially from September, that's when it starts to get cold here, September through the end of May, we ride indoors in a uh, performance, an indoor cycling performance center. And then more recently, and this is what I'm excited to share with you guys, uh, we have switched over to riding on a digital, almost virtual reality platform called Zwift. And my, my cycling group sort of went over to Zwift before I did because I just didn't have the space and I didn't want to be, uh, my wife also cycles and I didn't want to have to switch our bikes on and off a trainer and buy two trainers. We just didn't have the room to set it up. Um, so fast forward to about three weeks ago, I ordered what's called a Wahoo kicker bike and it is the latest and greatest uh, indoor cycling uh, setup. I would say it's sort of like Peloton. I'm sure you guys have heard of Peloton, but Peloton is a little bit more of an indoor gym feel. And the Wahoo kicker bike is literally like riding your 
uh, cycling bike or riding your bike on a trainer. And then it connects to a platform called Zwift. And Zwift is it's a virtual reality digital platform. So when the bike connects, you know your wattage, you know your cadence, you know your heart rate, and then you have an avatar and you're, you can sign up for races, you can sign up for rides, and you can ride with other people all over the world in a, in a virtual uh, riding or race environment. And so this morning, before I shoveled the, the driveway, unfortunately, uh, I did an hour ride and uh, burned about 1,200 calories, and it was a ton of fun. And I think it would be sweet. I don't know if anybody else listening out there in uh, podcast land is into cycling. Maybe you ride on a trainer. Maybe you already connect to Zwift. It would be super fun to to meet up. So if you are on Zwift, you can look for me, uh, Andy Humphrey or A Humphrey. Just search my name and uh, follow me. We'll follow each other and maybe we can do some rides together. So that's kind of something exciting on the on the home front that I'm right now having a ton of fun with and I think it's really going to uh, help my fitness and, and I should preface what I just said by saying the reason I moved from the indoor training facility to my home is because in Michigan it was basically shut down weren't really allowed to ride indoors anymore and so um, the, the our coach let my wife and I borrow one of her studio bikes and bring it home and we've been working out at home right now for basically all fall and it was working, but it wasn't working as well as if we uh, were in person and had that type of personal accountability. And so temporarily I connected her bike to the, uh, to the Zwift platform and um, got the Apple TV and, and everything set up to, to run it. So that's what's going on on the personal front. Um, let's see, on the e-commerce side of things, this is the busy season for my other business, which is called treekeeperbag.com. And Treekeeper Bag was really the first e-commerce business that I built way back in 2005. And it's a Christmas storage company. So we sell, we sell artificial, we sell bags to store your artificial Christmas trees, your wreaths, your lights, your garlands, your ornaments, all that kind of stuff. And yes, people do buy these items before Christmas. However, what's really interesting is that the trend for Christmas storage is after Christmas. These, this particular category of Christmas storage really spikes after Christmas. So, I mean, I'm not kidding you. December 26th, sales go up by, you know, 10x and then it rides out uh, each Sunday after Christmas and then the Sunday after New Year's are the two giant spikes. And then the whole month of January, we've got pretty good sales. And so a lot of my digital attention right now is focused on looking at all the metrics for Tree Keeper Bag, looking at our traffic, um, looking at our advertising campaigns, um, looking at our sort of retargeting, looking at our um, offer. So we just implemented something which is essentially called a one-click upsell. And that uh, what that means is that when you transfer from the shopping, the, the checkout to, I'm sorry, when you transfer from the shopping cart to the checkout, we pop up an offer that says, hey, would you like to save 50% off this wrapping paper storage bag? And that gives someone an opportunity for, you know, the next 60 seconds to add an item, add a discount to their cart. And that bumps the overall 
average order. And then with the, the item that we're using, which is this wrapping paper storage bag, it's super thin, it's super light. We can actually stuff it in almost every box. So there's literally no added cost to each order. And we're selling them for, I think, 15 bucks. So that's working really well. It's just sort of a, an order uh, bump. And, you know, maybe if you're a contractor, maybe there's some things like that you can bump in your sales process, you know, little order add-ons. Or if you're on site, maybe there's something you can get permission for just to, just to bump up and get an extra 50 or an extra 100 bucks because sometimes it's those small little add-ons that can, can make a big difference at the end of the year. Um, so I think that's pretty much it. I just rolled into my office. And again, this was first episode of Truck Talk. I didn't really have an agenda. Just thought I would uh, reach out, connect with you guys one more time before the holiday, share a couple things that have been going on. And I look forward to hearing from you. Please reach out, uh, send me an email, andy at sprinklernerd.com. Hit me up on LinkedIn. Would love to know uh, how your 2020 is finishing up, what you're looking forward to in 2021. And uh, really appreciate everybody who was listening this year. I am just floored by the amount of downloads that there are. I'm so happy uh, just to be producing some content that uh, everyone thinks is valuable. And uh, with that, have a great day and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Check, check. So is it a hydrometer or hydrometer? Go ask a friend.